When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. He is about to jet set off to uh, the UAE with Baz, so it'd be great to chat to him, and it'd be awesome to be able to chat to him, Baz. I know you're very passionate about, passionate about this. He is a coach, and ask him the questions about a young athlete like a Josh Iwani. Uh, and what he needs to do uh, when he gets this opportunity at the Chiefs, and then also leading into Reese Walsh, the young Reese Walsh, and and how he would handle these things. So look, looking forward to chatting to to Stephen Fleming, and we've got him on the line actually. So I've got a hell of an intro here for for Fleming. Well, he's about to jet set off on his private jet to the sunny side of the world to make his millions <laughs> in three weeks of work. But before he sets off, we thought we'd uh, get him on for a wee chat. He's passionate about coaching. He's passionate about team cohesion. And, well, he doesn't mind a wee drink of red wine. And must say, he's got the biggest wine cellar I've ever seen. Welcome to the eight handicap golfer, Stephen Fleming. Just before you go, Fleming, just before you get started, I'd just like to offer my help for your section if you need me to look after, you know, your little, your little section out in uh, Hoka Downs down the road there, you know. If you need any hand there, mate, I'll maintain it for you while you're away, bud. <laughs> Morning, is there's a lot in that intro. That's um, it's a good effort considering how much influencing you would have been doing over lockdown. So well done, <laughs> getting yourself some time to write that. There's a couple of mistruths in there, but hey, as you guys know, it's uh, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. It's my uh, my lawns are growing. They finally started growing, as I'm sure yours are. But um, I actually had uh, a mile ready to go, and it went in for a service. Uh, Tuesday two weeks ago, so I might need to whip round and, um, and mow the lawns, but which won't take long. I'll do that for you, Flemo, well, mate. Flemo, is his lawns looking great because he's been using the old Swift Grow on them, which hasn't made its way to Matter Matter just yet, <laughs> but it must be in the mail somewhere, somewhere, You'll somehow. see that soon, mate. mate. I'll influence that soon, mate. <laughs> Talk to <laughs> us, mate. Uh, lockdown life, how's it been for you guys out there in, uh, out there in Ahoka? Well, it's pretty good. Um, very fortunate uh, to have a little bit of space. So with, uh, with the three kids running around um, after their schooling, it, it makes a difference just getting outside and uh, a bit of fresh air. The first week was, was great weather down here in Christchurch. So um, it, it actually makes it a nice change. You get some good time with the, with the family. The second week's a little bit different. Weather changed and homeschooling gets a bit niggly. But um, I guess we're very fortunate to, to be moving down a level, even though it doesn't make a huge difference to um, sort of day-to-day life, it's, um, it's nice that things are hopefully tracking in the right way. What have you been doing to keep yourself busy? Um, Liam, I know you've got a little bit of a pass-through out the back. You've been hitting any balls? 
Oh, I haven't had a lot. It's like, um, uh, sort of been trying to get anything ready before I go away. I'm sort of trying to think of something smart mm. to say around that golf. But we have got a golf tournament coming up when I get back. So I've sort of mentally been going through um, a few changes. And the, the good thing about some of the hotels um, in Dubai, the curtains are incredibly thick. So you can sort of judge the quality of the hotel room by what number iron you can hit into the curtain and just have it drop down. It's a risky at the start, but um, I've got a, a pitching wedge. I don't have my pitching wedge as far as you boys, that's for sure. And um, So I'll just work on grooving the swing for that for uh, for a big tournament in November, which I think you two boys are attending. We are. We're actually attending a golf tournament called the Donk, which is second only to the New Zealand Open. And the Donk is hosted by Stephen Fleming, our, our guest on the show this morning. It's good that you come on the show because Hardy, he doesn't come on the show and he doesn't extend the invite to Izzy and I for, um, for the New Zealand Open either. So we appreciate you coming on the show, Flem. Mate, talk to us about the IPO and, and the travels. Your team's sitting, sitting pretty good towards the top end of that tournament with, uh, at the halfway stage. Yeah, you excited to get back over there? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's got some challenges um, around travel and then, of course, getting home. But from a, a tournament point of view, we did um, have a good run in the first half. Uh, but that's all it was, really. We um, we had a bit of momentum and a little bit of form, which can mean very little game to game. But uh, we finished with a loss against Mumbai and start with our first game up against Mumbai. So, again, it's a lot of work pre-season and a lot of work getting the um, the right environment and the, and, and the frame of mind, I guess, to finish the tournament off well, it can really turn on you quite quickly. So under no illusions mm-hmm. about the work needed to to stay around the top and get through to the finals. We've got teams like uh, Kolkata that we've now become very dangerous <laughs> bears, don't they? Because with nothing to fear, I'm pretty sure <laughs> they'll, uh, they'll be going so. hard, just like uh, <laughs> their, their coach. So, um, no, there's, um, there is a lot to play for and we're... Um, I'm excited about getting over there, but it's it's still a lot of weeks. Almost like two seasons in one, so uh, yeah, a little bit nervous, but looking forward to it. Flemmo, I, I want to talk to you a little bit, slightly different um, to just normal cricket chat. I've had Reese Walsh has obviously had a, a breakout season for um, the Warriors, a young man who a lot has been thrust upon him and, and laid at his feet. We've got Josh Awani, who is now transferred from um, from Otago uh, to to the Chiefs, and he's had a couple issues off-field as well. Really fascinated, and I consider you one of, well, the best leader I've, I've played under and had the experience to to learn off. What's your take on being able to um, guide these young these young guys, these young talents, and try and mould them towards becoming more successful in their careers during the time that they've got? Well, thank you, Baz. I... Um it's no real one-set answer, I don't think. It's it's really managing the man, and we sometimes get caught up with over trying to overproduce a culture and, and overproduce some good buzzwords and good effects within the group, but really managing the man I and mean, how he fits into the group and, and the qualities he brings and, and, and how much rope or, or what exactly the athlete needs is very important. So sometimes that gets lost in the team environment. So it's really really specific about how you're going to work with each individual and um, applying those rules. We can get caught up in generalisations with a lot of team talk. So I'm not massive on, on team meetings. I think team meetings miss the mark. There's a lot of one-on-one conversations and a lot of work just reinforcing team rules and, and structures and a, and a few um, non-negotiables. But in between that, it's a little bit of give and take about getting to know the player and, and actually understand what the player 
needs and how he ticks so that that can fit into your overall game plan. I just wonder if there's enough time spent with individuals um, these days, whereas there's a lot of team focus and a lot of cultural focus and a lot of um, events that are are trying to get the the perfect outcome around how the team's operating rather than making sure that the individuals are, are going okay and you've got a good finger on the pulse as to whether they need more attention or less, and it can change quite quickly, but um, that barometer is very important around your people. Right. Awesome, awesome answer. Um, love that, love that, getting to know your players. And um, the other day we asked Smithy a question about current players and the experiences they have. How do we keep them involved in the game that they play? And, and what, what kind of excited you about get into coaching and maybe you could pass on to to past players that are potentially thinking about coaching what excited you um Flynn? well my story is a bit different as i um i finished <laughs> off, <laughs> I finished off um, my, my playing career and um and i was really interested in how some of the, the leadership skills and, and skills through playing um were going to transfer into into business so i sort of had one eye on um, on, on dancing around a few businesses and, and, and getting understanding between them both. But uh, the IPL came along, so I got an opportunity to play um, to play for Chennai. And I made such a hash of it the first year. Uh, the only <laughs> way that I was going to get a return on investment was to make me a player coach. So he made me player coach for the next couple of years. And, um, and that was how I stumbled into coaching. So I didn't set out to become a coach, but... I did really enjoy the, the opportunity to stay involved in decision-making in sport and um, and also had the time to explore other things. So I was very lucky that I, I got that opportunity to have the best of both worlds. For others, it's not so easy. Sometimes you move into uh, the next field by default and what a lot of people yeah. only know is the sport that they've played and you sort of force the pigeonhole into an area where you've you know, well, I've got to be a coach because really you're too scared to try other things. So a lot of the emphasis now, and, and I really love the work that the players associations do on exposing players during their career to their opportunities and, and, and improving their skills off season. Um, whereas before it wasn't really done, players were left to their own devices. Now there's really good programs around that just give players the opportunity and athletes the opportunity to explore other areas. And I think the key word is confidence to, to actually stumble out of your sport or finish your sport and have the confidence that, that what you've learned and what you know is really important in other aspects of life. And, and often, surprisingly, even some of the top athletes just lose a little bit of confidence when they move away from something that they've known so well for so long. Mm. Yeah, it's, that is fascinating as well. Flemming, one thing I've been um, grappling with myself around sort of trying to help other people out with leadership and things and that as well is there's different types i guess of um outcomes required isn't there there's i look at say the warriors for instance or, or even say so that's nathan brown and also say um ian foster with the all blacks and there's the the need to get instant results now but also the responsibility of trying to build something which lasts beyond your term is that a is that a difficult in your eyes is that a difficult thing to be able to try and achieve or, or do you have to separate them or do you think they can they can stand stand alongside each other well, well they're really closely linked but they're, they're also far apart in terms of trying to achieve them and it's it's a really interesting point brendan when we look at your career the style that you adopted you have a, a really defining moment um that's been much documented in in south africa which really define your leadership going forward so having the ability to to realise that moment and then shape yourself and others moving forward is really powerful. 
but it also has to have synergy with the group. And, and often the, the best groups um, have a sense of purpose outside themselves. So they're, the old word selfless and selfish are really closely linked in sport. But in a team environment, you're asking for a lot of selfish um, behaviours. But then when you, when you put the athlete on the field, you want them to be really selfish. So there's a lot of conflicting words and, and behaviours that are required to, to achieve all that you talked about. And, and managing those as a coach is, is just trying to get the balance right might want to up the ante with some who's a bit down on confidence and then drop it for others who are a little bit too outspoken because that's driving the, the team strategy forward. And then within that, you're trying to work out, um, again, how you want to leave this team. And, and you don't want to leave this team um, being fired. You'd love to leave the team in a much better space as people talk about, particularly the All Blacks, leaving the jersey in a much um, better position than when you got it. So that you, the same applies as a coaching. You, you've got pride and ego. Um, but the last word I'll throw in there is a bit of luck as well. I, I think you need a little bit of luck when you start out um, just so you can get a couple of results and, and then you can start working on those things. But if you don't get that, then just like players, you start searching for other things and that can get a little bit confusing. And then um, as the players are looking for you for strong leadership, you're a little bit muddled because you've got all these objectives you, you want to get out and do, um, but you're really worried about winning the next game. So it, it ultimately comes back to the little things and, and perhaps a little bit of luck to get underway. And, and you're also big on, on cohesion within um, the teams that you try and pull together. And one of the fascinating insights to your success as a coach over in the IPL with Chennai Super Kings is you've got various different cultures and ethnicities. How do you how do you blend all of them together, understand them all, blend them together, and try and then get them all heading towards a common goal? Yeah, so it's a great question and a great challenge, and and I really like learning from others. So Christchurch in particular, Scott Robinson's been um, been really interesting to spend time with, with the themes and the way he he operates with the Crusaders, and and then just chats with Izzy and and others, even through golf, Kieran Reid and others that have popped up, and but just being able to talk to others about their experiences and um, and what they do as a team, and trying to link that back to the environment that you just discussed, which is so different. The first thing is a lot of what we have to do in the IPL is on is on basically on fast forward. It's on steroids. You've got two months to make an impact. So there's other teams that have nine months to 12 months to really shape a team. You've really got to get something in place quite quick so that going back to your self-preservation as coach, you need to get a couple of wins on the board early to relax and be able to, to get into tournaments and, and get into your career. So it's it's really hard sometimes to... You see these great outfits and these great organisations operating, and just think, geez, how can I fast forward this and, and get this done in two months? And you got to cut and paste a few things. And ultimately, again, it comes still comes down to that man management. If you can get alongside, in some cases, as we've got about 20, 25 players, haven't we, that we're trying to get to know, and, and a third of those might not even speak English. So there's some real challenges. And you know what? You're just not going to be able to achieve it perfect model so it's about just trying to get things done it's kind of, I guess focus on on some key players or, or a key 12 or 13 and, and really make sure your relationship with those guys is strong and that's why I'm a big fan of trying to retain players as long as possible because each year that I get to spend with them just cuts down that time of getting to know them so we can start hopefully ahead of the pack if anyone else is chopping and changing because there's so much cricket talent out there you could pick team after team and, and hopefully be competitive but um, if you stick with your people, you get to know them, and year after year, you get to know them at a deeper level than anyone else, and I think that's potentially an advantage. 
Man, it's always a fascinating insight when I'm walking the fairways at Clearwater with Stephen Fleming and uh, the word cohesion comes out, mate. Hugely important on every side. <laughs> love what you're about. Mate, I want to ask you about Scott Robinson spending a bit of time with him. I love what he does, he's about and his man management, his deeper understanding on how each individual ticks and what they need. What, what was a couple of learnings that you're going to take over to Chennai Super Kings when you head back? Oh, just just his energy is. He's it's just infectious. Um, he, he themes. We know he themes, and and they really have a real strong group purpose. But firstly, you need to sell that. You need to be, and you'd know that very well, being a, a, one of the best influencers in New Zealand. So to be able to sell that um, and have <laughs> purpose around that around that is really oh, important. Yeah, it's the energy to drive it. For uh, a lot of these of ideas. Dollars, can, eh? um, <laughs> A lot of these, um, a lot of these energies, uh, a lot of these, um, these themes fall over because of the lack of energy from uh, the person that's running it. And one of the things that comes through yeah. to me is just this absolute, um, total commitment to this team and the energy that he brings each day to living what they're going to do this season. And it's really small detail to the, to the large detail. It's just all encompassing for everyone around. And you can just feel it when you're around and involved with it. Um, so I really admire the energy year after year to, to keep doing that. So I, that, that's certainly something in this COVID world as well that, uh, that is infectious and something that I look to take away, that when you're with the group, it's, it's exciting. You're very lucky to be able to be doing what you're doing and, and create energy that way. So I, I really like that and admire that of, uh, of Razor. A bit of a deep question, but I guess, do you think leadership, do you think it can be, taught or, or learnt or do you think you kind of bred with it? Yeah, yeah, it is deep. I I think back when I was 23, I, I, I wasn't overly ambitious about being a, a captain. So a lot of my, um, a lot of my captaincy and leadership was learnt. Uh, there's, I guess, some uh, some social skills you may have that allow you to communicate a bit better and, and have stronger relationships with players that others might not have at the time but I, I was very lucky that I had time to develop those so I, I think it's a little bit of both I think there's some there's some alpha alpha athletes that stand out um, and they often become the leaders by default and not necessarily the best leaders uh, and there are leaders that are cut short because they don't have the results or don't have the time to to learn or, or, or change the mistakes that they've made early on as they try and formulate their style. So I think it's a real mixed bag. It's really fascinating to try and understand leadership and, and, and put it into um, paragraphs or sentences that make sense because it's so complex and it really does change from group to group and from task to task and challenge to challenge. And uh, a leader in one aspect might not be a great leader in another. Um, so the ability to sort of work out what players you want in your team to be contributing at key times is more important. And in fact, I've gone away from almost using leaders to a more collective um, situation where a number of players can, can contribute and, and, and make really um, substantial contributions by the past experiences that they've had. So you don't have to have a leadership tag to, or a captaincy um, badge to be, the, uh, to be the leader at that moment. So it's, it's really complex and really fluid, and even the way I've fumbled through the answer suggests it's just not that easy to, um, to articulate. Well, <clears throat> you might have felt like you stumbled through it, but it makes complete sense, mate. Love we it. really appreciate you joining both Izzy and, and myself here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and 
We wish you all the best in your travels, and we look forward to seeing you over there, mate, and appreciate you giving me all the scoop on how to try and get my team um, somewhere near <laughs> near your team over there as well. But really appreciate it. You'll be right. A couple of party shots for me. You are, you'll be the absolute dark horse, which on a, a racing focus show is going to be dangerous for you over there. Izzy, the golf tournament's not Ambrose. Um, everyone gets sick and tired <laughs> of your photo where you're looking back. So you might need to work on the short game, but... Uh, I know. I have been. I've been. <laughs> I've been working on the wedges, Flem. I've been working on the wedges. I'll be good. Come, come. You get back, mate. Look out. Right oh, look Very good. <laughs> Thanks, Flem, mate. Take care, mate. That was Stephen Fleming, absolute champion, former New Zealand skipper, obviously current coach of Chennai Super Kings, and and one of the best when it comes to leadership and not just cricket, in everything. He is an absolute superstar and some fascinating insights there. So appreciate Stephen Fleming joining us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is 24 minutes past eight in the morning. A big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.